On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, Brain Changer. Now, before we get started, just four quick items. Number one, I have a gift for every single listener, and this is how you can get it. If you haven't already, would you take about two minutes to rate and write a review for the show on Apple Podcasts? This would really help us to get the word out about the show so that more folks can find us. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, please simply make a favorite or follow wherever you listen and then share your favorite episode link on social media tagging me when you do and if you do either of these tasks I want to know please dm me on facebook or send me an email to choose to think at gmail.com with your u.s mailing address and I will send you a small token of my appreciation it's two custom designed premium stickers from Chris Beth's world to remind you to keep living your best thought life. Number two, be sure to check the show notes for the link to purchase your very own theme-based t-shirts based on podcast episodes. There are nearly 100 designs waiting for you over on the Choose to Think Merchant More store. Come visit us today and snag a t-shirt to give as a gift for that special someone. Number three, you may not be aware of the time commitment involved in podcast production. For listeners, it is free content. Each week, I invest about 10 hours on the show doing my very best to put out quality work and to provide value, inspiration, and a whole lot of practical tips and tricks to encourage you in your Christian journey. Now, I'm on the lookout for small businesses or corporate sponsors for this show. If you own a small business or if you know of a local company who would be willing to sponsor an episode or two, would you please contact me directly? I have a special media kit that I would like to send that particular business or corporation and I would really appreciate your support and number four finally I also create for you special cheat sheets worksheets and downloadables available on my website and they're all free head on over to victoriadwalker.com to opt in okay and now on with the show. Thank you for being here. My guest today shares his incredible life story as an inspiration to help you live the unlimited life God has for you and to see that difficulties are an investment for more fulfillment in the long term. Now, we discuss how to work through hardships and trials. Here's kind of like 10 key takeaways. Number one, don't give up. Number two, choose your thoughts wisely. I keep saying that. Number three, focus on what you do have, not what you don't. Number four, allow gratitude to comfort you and guide you in the here and now. Number five, take little steps in the right direction. Six, avoid self-pity at all costs. Seven, know and trust that God is always working. Eight, step back and rest when you need to. Nine, be, quote, available for God to work. Seek him first and then wait. Number 10, remember you don't have to know how because you know the who. 
the first part of this interview, Nathaniel details his three kidney transplants and dialysis journey. Now stay tuned to the second half, where we're a bit more conversational, making practical applications that you are sure to relate to, especially if you are now walking through a trial or a desert. The theme verse for today's episode is Jeremiah 29, 11, quote, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, end quote. And listen, if you know someone who has donated an organ, please consider gifting them with the t-shirt that says, Inspire to give the gift of life. It has two doves and a heart. It's really cute and it has a powerful message. Now, There are many ways that we can give the gift of life through our words, our deeds, and then literally through organ donation. And without further ado, let's jump in. Today on the Choose to Think podcast, we have a guest calling in from Switzerland, and his name is Nathaniel. And we are going to dive right into his story. So he's going to, I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us about why he's here and what message he would like to share with everyone. So Nathaniel, welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, I'm so glad to be here on the Choose to Think podcast. And I'm really excited for that. And uh, because I love to be on podcasts and inspiring people around the world. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Your story is fascinating to me. And I know that you have recovered from what was called incurable chronic illness and a medical prognosis saying you shouldn't be able to walk, to talk, to amount to anything, and you should be dead six times by now. And fast forward to where you are now as an entrepreneur, award-winning global inspirational speaker, and uh, mindset mentor. So could you connect the dots there for us and tell us about yourself? Yeah, sure. I want to start. Um, I'm not going into the detail of my story because it's quite long. But uh, I want to start with, um, yeah, I got I got that incredible chronic illness with about one year old. Um, so it affected my own kidneys which I had to take out. I had to go starting um, dialysis treatment. But there were three um, main events that I want to share here. So the first one was that happened when I was about three or four years old. Um, the very first time, the very craziest miracle um, that my family and myself yeah, discovered. Um, so it happened that I fell into a coma for about two weeks. And after those two weeks, the doctors, the nurses told my parents, hey, please come to the ICU in order to farewell your son's life. And then my parents come. My parents spoke a little, uh, some words at the end of, of my life. And uh, there was no change to to survive and there was no um yeah any any sign of surviving because my brain was literally dead and there was just a gray patch. And so my doctors turned off all the life supporting machines and uh, all of a sudden I started to talk again. 
to my parents, and that is nobody knew uh, what happening here. Uh, I told you're going to die, and I just was talking again. And uh, so I often tell people the reason I do what I do today, or the reason I have the purpose, is because of I believe that by that a purpose was formed, and I believe that words have power, words can either build or destroy a life. My point here is that my parents spoke words of faith before I should have left the earth. And this is incredible. And I believe there has been something um, there that God wanted to do with my life. And the second time event that happened was with eight, nine years old, seven or eight years, when I received my first, sorry, second kidney transplant. And so imagine the first seven years, I had no clue what it meant to to live a normal life. I had no clue what it meant to, to eat by myself, to go to school, to, to try out um, hobbies or the free time or get to know other people, friends. Um, that only happened, happened when I was seven years old by the time I got my, received my second kidney transplant. And that was a huge dream for me because it was uh, incredible. I could eat myself. I could go out. I was disconnected from the dialysis treatment that I had to do three times a week. I had so many um, you know, flourishing moment in my life that I was just living the dream as a seven, eight, nine-year-old boy. And uh, two and a half years into that, um, unfortunately, I lost my kidney again. And it was a huge disappointment for me. I was not ready for that. I was not expecting that. I was. It was pulling me down. I was in depression for about two weeks, even longer. But I remember the, the two hardest weeks of my life when I was coming back from the hospital and I realized that I have to go back into my old life. It was it hit me because I was two weeks lying on the couch in my parents' living room. I didn't eat anything. I didn't talk anything. I almost didn't move during those two weeks. And all I wanted to do in my mind, in my head, was taking my own life. Yet at the same time, I realized there's a force, I I call it the Holy Spirit, that has um, given me the sense of keeping going one day after another day. And I didn't know how to do it at the time, but somehow it happened. Yet on the other side, there was a force telling me, hey, um, who are you? What's life about? It, it only happens to you. It, it Life is not worth living. And so there was all the tension between the, in those two weeks until um, we had my parents ordered pastor occurred into a home that prayed for me for that situation. And I will I, I remember that moment when they finished the prayer, something shifted in, in my whole body. And it didn't shift, you know, it didn't shift 
that everything went from zero to hundred percent. But day after day, I realized my strength, my spiritual, physical, and emotional strength is coming back, and that happened. I love to to call that the second miracle that I had because it was a it was a transformational. Um, um, yeah, trans- transformational event that, that I realized in, in, in my spirit. The third event was, um, which is really important for me to share, was when I was 11 years old and uh, I had my third kidney transplant again um, after a two-year break, being back on dialysis. I had again the opportunity to fully live my life without dialysis treatment. And interesting thing was that during those 13 months the kidney worked, I realized that now I have everything that I wanted in my life. And everything that, you know what, the, the only wish that I had always as a kid was that kidney, that kidney that is functioning. And it happened, but at the same time, um, I call it, it was the top of my life, basically. But at the same time, I realized, hey, there's more in life than just the kidney. There's more to life than having good health, um, whatever, money, you know, all these things that we could buy or, or create by yourself. There is a, a step that we have the opportunity to take to step into a relationship with God and I did that and, and it changed everything in my life it changed the day I did that um, all you know the, the, the every, everyone experienced that moment differently but for me it was like a huge it was almost like a stone which rolled away from being always in fear, being always, um, you know, um, afraid of the future, of what's going to happen with my life. It just went away, and I was fully in joy and peace that my life somehow um, is going to work out for the good. You're in Switzerland when this is happening, is that correct? Yes, I agree. Did you grow up? Yeah. Okay. So in the United States, it's very difficult to get domed organs. And there we have a list. And wow, it's hard, as far as I understand, to move up on that list. And you're telling me, I think that you're now on the third transplant. Is that correct? How did that work? Are children prioritized or... So the thing happened that after a few months later, I lost the kidney again. So um, I was like, I had to go back to, to dialysis. And that happened in 2001. And um, this now I'm 20 years back on dialysis three times a week um, since 20 years full on. Um, but yeah, it's the same here. Uh, it's really difficult to get a transplant. Um, even it's a bit easier if you are a kid, so because kid children are, are prioritized with without the transplant. The very first one only worked for twenty four hours, the second one for two and a half years, and the third one for thirteen months. Every time they they remove the kidney, 
So in 2001, when mm-hmm. my illness uh, basically strike back, so it was always a matter of my chronic illness that destroyed the kidney again. It was in any kidney the case, even in my first, like in my own kidneys. So every time that happened, they took out the kidneys and I had to go back to dialysis or start dialysis in the beginning. Do you have one of your kidneys, biological kidneys? I don't have any kidneys at all anymore. My own were removed uh, with two years old. Oh, they removed both of them when you were two. Yeah. Wow. Do people have dialysis who still have kidneys or no? They do. Um, So the thing is that when the kidney is under 30% of um, productivity, they have to go to dialysis with less amount of time or, yeah, whatever, or even only twice a week, depends how the kidney works. But if you have no kidney at all, um, then you have to go three times a week for four to four and a half hours. Or even some people do longer, um, yeah, depends on wow. the country. So when I started my relationship with God, it changed everything in a sense of having the full peace um, and, you know, filled with the un- unconditional love. And it was also the time when I started to believe that I still believe in today that everything will work out together for good. Unfortunately, it didn't happen the way I expected because I was losing my third kidney transplant again uh, a few months later after I made a decision to follow Jesus. But um, yeah, it, it was different that time because I knew that it, that event doesn't affect me anymore in my disappointment. I still was disappointed, of course, but I was like, knowing that everything will work out together for good. Um, and I I believe that that was the time when, the, you know, the, the, the whole purpose was getting all the pieces together. And the interesting thing was like that after, so I was 13 years old, two years later, um, my life becomes so stable. Uh, I even still do dialysis treatments since uh, 2001 when I had my last kidney transplant. But even though I was on dialysis treatment, I wasn't, you know, nobody expected me to to reach that age of 15 or even more. Um, I should be dead six times by now. I had 4,600 plus dialysis treatment so far and all these things that I went through um, it's just a miracle today to know that um, since the, the past 15, 17 years my life has just become so um, yeah, so uh, flourishing so um, a lot of growth happened, a lot of inside healing happened and uh, it 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 was it was yeah it's just just amazing to see how God can 
turn it around everything and work things truly for the good. How did you or do you keep from feeling sorry for yourself or focusing a lot on how unfortunate it is to have gone through this kind of medical condition and still to have to deal with that? How do you keep your eyes off of your state of being and remain positive and encouraging? How do you do that? Yeah, great question. For me, it's a daily um, consistent decision that I have to make to, you know, and we, I, I, I think we all have to do that in order to, to have a pros- prosperous life. Um, so every day I do, as soon as I realize I'm, I'm not grateful or whatever, I, I focus on what I still can do instead of mm. what I cannot do. Um, um, things that I'm grateful for instead of things that I'm not grateful for right now or on on the positive things that I that still are doing or existing in my life instead of things that I lost and it's 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 even for me somebody um not not to say that in a boastful way but I've been trained in that the last doing all the events that happen and the, even for me it, it has to be a daily decision to otherwise um, I'm quickly going into the, the other direction you know feeling the victim instead of the victor and um, so small steps at, it, it, it's really um, you know it's not there are not huge steps you can do every day but if you do it every day over weeks, months, and years, you realize how much transformation you can experience when you consistently, every day, focus on the positive things. Yes, I love that because you're really speaking my language as well. It is a conscious decision, what we even think about, and God's very clear in His Word as He tells us to take our thoughts captive. And to go on to say, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it looks like you've put that into practice daily and repetitively. And you've deliberately chosen to, like you so eloquently said, focus on the things I have, not what I've lost. Focus on the things that I have in my life to be grateful for, those positive things. And over time, that actually changes our the dynamics in our brains. And also, I, I didn't want to be insensitive even asking that question, because I think that what you've explained sounds terribly difficult to me and a real trial and a hardship in life. But I know also that there it's it can be relative. Some people may have lost limbs or some people have lost children. Like my grandmother, for example, in her lifetime, she lost six of her 10 children to death. And for a mom to lose so many children, for a parent to lose six of her 10 children in her lifetime is unconscionable in ways. So 
her suffering was different from your suffering or from maybe a listener's type of suffering, but the end result on how we actually cope with that and handle that is found, well, not maybe not the result, but the the charge to think about what we're thinking about mm. is really critical in in the re- in a recovery process in a way and to find and to live that victoria quote victorious christian life yeah. and it sounds like that's exactly what you have done what have you learned recently have or what's god teaching you recently anything come to mind one of the main things that comes to mind is um i think god is always on the work you know, in terms of different life areas. For me right now, it's the emotional aspect of life. Um, I never thought I would have difficulties in that, but I was so wrong. <laughs> um, due to my chronic illness, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a, a hard, I, I hated soft things in my life. So I was always on the hard run. I I never talked about things. I never um, shared with people how I really feel because on one hand, it helped me to, when people ask me, hey, how are you doing? Even though I was, I had the craziest or the most difficult season of my life, I was still saying I'm good. It helped me to, uh, probably keep the focus a little bit straight. But if you always do that, it it really goes down. If, you know, if you always follow the thing, it it's really will um put on your emotions. And what I'm belie- what I have learned is that God is. It's so quite interesting that God is God works in seasons with, you know getting us closer to him and sometimes for me for example it always starts in 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 the first three years of my decade I have a crazy season I have a I I feel like in a life desert once I went through that or or yeah once I go through that uh, and I'm, I'm on the other side there is so much of God's promises happening even without um, me doing anything, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I think what I'm really learning is in, in that term is to, to be just available, you know. Um, God isn't that, you know, especially as entrepreneurs or um, other leaders and uh, parents or whatever, we always make things very complicated in life you know we want to reach the stars we want to make things better but what i'm learning is to just be available and then go with your heart desire if if it if you feel like um you have to step back from everything just do it even it's it's uncomfortable even you feel like uh, financially wise you can't do that um, it took me a long time this time to step back a little bit from my business 
I, but I would, before I was trying everything out, but nothing worked. Until so I come to a deep point where I realize I, I have no more strength for that anymore. So I had to let go. And that was the moment I realized when the moment I become more available to God, the miracle started to flow again. And uh, so I, I, I hope that inspires you to, especially in this season of Corona or the world changing, is to really not be afraid to, to step back a little bit and just let God do um, whatever he needs to do and you cannot do. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And that's hard. That's hard to do. It's hard to just release everything to the Lord. That is what we should do. And there is freedom there. Ironically, there's freedom there. And I, you know, I, I like that. That's a good lesson for anybody. If I, you know, especially entrepreneurs tend to strive and, you know, grind it out and hustle and work so hard. And yet really, God may say, hey, come over here. You're yoked with me. You're under my yoke. I'll lead. The Spirit will guide. And there's a real mystery to me in all of that. But I do hear what you're saying about the wisdom of just stepping back and letting God have the reins, letting him take the pilot seat, and then trusting him to work out all the details, to work out the how. Sometimes I get bogged down in the how of things like, how do I do this or how do I do that? And the how can be overwhelming, but I then remind myself, I don't have to know how all the time. I just have to trust God that he will open the doors that need to be opened, that he will provide the way and the path is there that he has for me. I just need to walk in it and ask where that ancient way is and then walk in that path. And fortunately, we have God to guide us. And what an inspiring story you share, Nathaniel. It's really an amazing story. And I applaud you on how connected you are in with the Lord and how you've allowed this situation in your life, the chronic illness, the kidney transplants, not to make you bitter and self-focused and angry at God, but instead to say, Lord, I mean, who would like it, right? I, I, I think we can be very frank with the Lord and honest. He knows what we're thinking anyway, and just be able to say, this kind of stinks. I don't like it, but I'm just going to push up against you and lean into to you and what your word says about me, about you and about this situation. And I trust, like you said a moment ago, Nathaniel, that God will work all of these things in my life for the good. And we may not know it for a while, but he does come around to that. I also liked how you mentioned the part about the emotional side of things. Sometimes people ask us, hey, how are you doing? And we're like, I'm fine, thanks. But really, we're not fine. And it creates what's called cognitive dissonance in our brains. And that's when we say something that we do not really believe. There's a danger in doing that. And so it's better to say things, for example, and this is just one way we can experience that cognitive dissonance. But if we're really having a bad day, it might be 
finding a way to say something that's truthful, but it doesn't mean we have to tell someone, you know, all the details of why we're not the greatest. It may just mean saying, well, it's been a, a, a hard day for me today, but how are you? Or something like that to where what we say is truthful and it reflects exactly what we believe and how we feel. So I, I like that you mentioned that because there's a lot of freedom in in speaking truthfully and authentically. And as we're wrapping up here, Nathaniel, do you have any final words of wisdom that you might like to share with the listeners, either about your ministry, your business, or anything that you would like to say just to wrap this up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would love to say at the end that whatever circumstances you're in, um, never ever give up and daily make the choice to, you know, to not give up, first of all. Um, and the second thing is, you know, you know, you, you might be in a position where it's really hard to keep going, but but I feel like, you know, just look at the little steps you can do. Like if you if you're in a position where you almost cannot get up anymore, just tell yourself, Hey, I'm I'm gonna make it through the next day and then the next day you look again what's happening and then you know you do it on and on again. Um so this this is um whatever even you can apply that whatever dream you have. Uh, if you feel like you have big dreams, but it leads nowhere in your business, in your family or whatever, um, just take it one day after a time. And uh, it I, I promise you it's going to happen, but I don't know how long it's going to take. So if you keep going, there will be amazing thing in store for you in the future. And uh, I fully believe that for you. Um, so you can find me on connect with me on my website, which is nathanielchilbrook.com. You find all the um, things that my life story, if you want to know more about um, that. Uh, I also have a business website, which I call unlimitedu.co. And there are all the services that you, if you need anything, um, feel free to reach out. Um, also, if you want, there are on both websites, there's the ebook Four Steps to Unlimit Your Life, which is kind of a workbook that you can, a simple workbook that you can go through, um, whether you are um, starting new in your purpose or you are in your purpose um, and you have big dreams, but you don't have, you don't know how to live out. Um, or whether you have no idea who you are, what you're here for, um, get a hold of it. It's free for a short amount of time. I think for this only for this month, and then uh, I'm gonna uh, put it on Amazon for a good price. So feel free, and uh, I would love to hear from you. Wonderful. Well, and thank you for including all your contact information. I will also put it in the show notes of this episode. And 
listeners can hop over to my website as well, my blog. I'll make sure that I do a blog post, include your pictures and so forth, and all your contact information there. But you again, you can reach Nathaniel at www.nathaniel. And let me spell all this out for you. It's N-A-T-H-A-N-A-E-L-Z-U-R-B. R-U-E-G-G dot com. It's www.unlimitu.co. Is it dot co? Is that yeah. correct? C-O? C-O, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dot C-O. So unlimitu.co. That one's a little bit easier than, than your name. So, but thank you so much, Nathaniel, for, for appearing today. I appreciate your valuable time. I appreciate the inspiration that you are to so many. And I know that my listeners will enjoy hearing your story as well as where you are now, how you've, how you've, do life on the other side of some really difficult things to have to face in life. So may God richly bless you on your journey. And thank you again for appearing here. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.